0: Now our little boy came up to his mom in the kitchen this evening.
1: Borak thong, earthlets! My name is Connor, alongside my friend Jason. This is the fifth episode of Space Spinner Reaction, a podcast where two Americans are to make sense of the UK's own classic comic action, three issues at a time. This, this episode, we're covering action for May 1976, issues 13 to 15. This episode, the action keeps increasing as the new story... Death Game 1999 begins, and Hookjaw returns.
2: Oh, we're going to get so much American action. We're back on our home turf.
1: That's right, finally. I'm so tired <laughs> of this. So tired of this football. I'm so ready for, for for Death Game, which involves the two American pastimes of pinball, ice, or three pastimes of pinball, right. ice hockey, and prison. Good times.
2: And where football <laughs> means football again.
0: I Whoa. mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's lock in
1: I hope so I'd be real pissed if like it's like like 10 issues into death game it turns out that he actually played soccer and like whatever else. no
2: that would be the ultimate betrayal you better not do that to me action <laughs> I can't was... I can't stand the heartbreak
1: no that would uh, tear my guts out from the inside for sure alright
2: just like all of these people in this comic
1: that's right yeah speaking of heartless betrayals it's story one dredger
2: this is the greatest panel opening to Dredger I've ever seen. It's this a, is what a couple, hundred, a couple hundred people spelling out USA on the deck of an aircraft carrier. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> you
1: know, when you're in the Navy band, you got to learn this stuff. I think you'd know that more than anyone, Jason. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we
2: okay. didn't get that. We didn't quite get to the formation of USA. Uh, precision in our,
1: marching. You know, that's how you know uh, where yeah. you're from.
2: <laughs> We were only doing the very basics of marching uh, when I was there. We hadn't gotten to spelling USA out. Was, didn't quite reach that level. Sorry, Conrad.
1: I've, oh, I'm super disappointed now. I wanted to see what part of the what what letter you were. You know, like oh oh, a lot of things
2: have changed since the '70s. Okay, like that's, I was that was the bottom of the old guard.
1: I was the bottom yeah. of the U. That's my spot. Um, anyhow, <laughs> Jason, it's, it's a dirty game, and Dredger's the dirtiest. <laughs> <laughs> the the boys are at a reception, uh, of Dredger and Breed, um aboard the USS Stanton aircraft carrier, and Dredger is of course nosing around as he does. He finds someone else nosing around, and so it's fight time.
2: <laughs> right. It's it's always somebody super suspicious to be doing this thing that i am doing right now that's right so you find the
1: people that are super suspicious by being suspicious yourself <laughs> right. he uh the the bad guy has an electric knife that makes the blade spin like a drill and like i literally spent like 20 minutes trying to find one of these on the internet and couldn't and i was so pissed because
0: well
2: cause it's only spy gear
1: oh that's listen i looked up spy knife and all i found was a bunch of a uh, team fortress 2 uh videos and stuff <laughs>
2: Yeah, but that's because you're not on the spy website,
1: like oh, this guy. Of course, i got to get on that on that dark net. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, Dredger's able to dodge and then kill this guy judo-style by stabbing him in the gut with his own blade. It's bad news, though, because it turns out that this guy was a CIA agent, a.k.a. the person who's supposed to be uh, skulking around this ship looking for looking for bad Oops. guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love all these planes people skulking about on a, like, naval warcraft, yeah, and well, just, just be like, oh, you don't look like you belong here. Well, no, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> It's It's an excellent plan. Let's all not talk to each other about how we're skulking about on the ship looking for skulkers.
1: Definitely. So it's an international incident, but that doesn't stop the fact that the next day Dredger's still able to keep skulking around the ship when he finds that the crew of the carrier's nuclear power plant has been killed, and the other CIA agent from yesterday is demanding that the plant be sent to meltdown. Whoa, he's a traitor. Uh,
2: But Dredger knew because this turns out that uh, Drill's knife is Russian. Yeah. Which comm- is also why you didn't find it.
1: It's true. Commie drill knife. Um, So Dredger takes him out Um, and the plant, and, and the plant is saved. There's another Russian or some other spy guy that's stolen a uh, phantom, you know, warplane fighter jet and is going to destroy the carrier anyway. Dredger uses the catapult on deck, the first of like every issue of Dredger now has at least one torture scene. Um, And he <laughs> uses the catapult that like sh- launches the jets off the aircraft carrier to get this guy to give the number of the plane and after that he's launched into sea at 200 miles an hour and the carrier is able to shoot down the turncoat jet as well because luckily breed knew enough navy stuff to get the crew ready to defend themselves so sometimes he is useful
2: <laughs> yeah and he had the uniform and everything so yeah. did, did maybe this breed former navy is like do we know that from his backstory? i don't I, like I,
1: yeah i forget if it said that but it would definitely make sense that he would if just yeah. as like a james bond reference because james bond was a uh was in the Navy before he became Went to MI6 and stuff.
0: I didn't um, know that.
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah,
2: like, Brave Br- 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 cleans up nicely and turns into a nice little naval officer. Look at him. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, you know, you get those whites. Like, everybody looks decent. <laughs> I think it's one of those things. Um,
2: I can't imagine a dredger in those whites. I can't. <laughs>
1: well, that's because they'd be, like, kind of a gray, because they'd be so dirty, you know? So dirty. <laughs> I got to say, if I have one regret in my life, it's that Dredger wasn't able to shoot the other plane down by launching the spy into it from the catapult. That seems like such that seems like money, really thought, money on the table. You know what I mean?
2: I really thought that's what they were going for, but they show it coming in underneath <laughs> yeah. the plane, and I was like, I, I thought he was obviously going to be timing Sad. that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> it seems like such a natural thing. Uh, n- next up, a computer nerd gets picked up off the street before a Dredger can give him a ride into London. And... Uh, the dirty agent arrives just in time to see the nerd being taken off. He wings one of the of the kidnappers and uses a nearby cement mixer to torture him, sort of burying
2: Woo! him
1: <laughs> up to his neck in <laughs> cement before he gives off the goods. He, uh, he gets the details, and Dredger and Breed are off to the boat where the scientist has been taken. Dredger, Dredger puts on scuba gear and then uh, under siege his way through the boat, which is, of course, a diehard on a boat, naturally. He mm. uh, grabs the nerd, and the two of them wait as um, as they get taken out in a helicopter. And then he uh, you know, beats up the crew with a fire hose and blows the whole ship up by dropping a grenade down one of those uh, portal things or whatever, like the big smokestacks or whatever, that, that go to the top of the ship. The whole place this explodes a, and dredges re- and dredger breeder at the door.
2: This was a really interesting one to me. Like, it seems like there's some differences from normal, like the art yeah. style doesn't seem to like there's like, in a lot of these, like there's some like super detailed like faces and figures. Like there's a lot of like ups. Like there's so much detail in this board yeah. series. And a lot of these are like very full figure. You don't really see people's yeah. faces. Some of the, this... like some of the things seem simplified. Like a lot yeah. of the vehicles are less detailed than normal.
1: it feels really spread out to me also like there's Mm -hmm. there's been dredgers that have had like 12 panels on a page and this Mm -hmm. one often has like six or something like that like it feels Mm -hmm. like they're sort of spreading out for space which i think is kind of the case like there have been times in these recent actions where because they're sort of still shuffling around and getting new stories in, they've had to sort of change the like some of these stories have been longer than they usually are, for instance. And this feels like one that's been sort of made to be four pages when it's much much shorter in a standard right. compressed situation, you know?
2: Yeah, so maybe that's what it is that like I would just this is one of those areas where you talked about like having the artist credits where like I really wish that those things were there so we could like look and, and like compare that and it's one of those areas where it's just like, oh, so Maybe it's just because, like, we're just trying to fill up these pages, or maybe it's, like, a different artist this time, or, like, the something in the writing is different, but yeah, it's, it's hard def- to tell without those credits there.
1: I definitely <coughs> agree that, it you know, it definitely makes it, you know, it, it makes it so much more mysterious of, like, is it <laughs> the same artist that's having a bad day, or, did, like, you know, they have to, like, bring in, like, the Gioletti agency for one week or something like that just to kind of, like, sp- like because feel- they, cause, cause they missed a deadline or whatever.
2: I guess I'll just try to let her into action as the editor,
1: I mean I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to do it. it's hard to it's hard to one but like as much as like we have been like retweeted by Steve McManus and we like freaked out by it um
2: like, I, I mean yeah i I definitely like yeah. in my seat for a minute it, there.
1: It's also <laughs> tough to kind of be like, hey, like, can you tell me about um the personnel situation for this comic you worked <laughs> on like forty four years ago?
2: You, you know, you know the one. You remember it's, per, it's, it's notable, right? You remember this one,
1: mid-May 1976. I think you know
2: <laughs> <laughs> the incident. We yeah. come on.
1: <laughs> Finally, Breed and Dredger are undercover as mercenaries. They arrive at like this foreign capital, and their plane comes under fire from uh, rebels. Dredger stops the plane from taking off and instead makes this like g- like passenger jet like just ram the gunners
0: and like kill them. That's that pretty way.
2: wild action. Yeah, everybody's talking about how crazy he is, but like he actually comes up with the only plan that doesn't involve all of them getting shot. So for once, like he's the reasonable one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> once he runs over people in the plane, <laughs>
1: absolutely, yeah um they so they get out and it looks like it might be too late as the city's being pounded by rockets the boys are asked to help move medical supplies but instead go grab guns and when they do they see that like all these guns are like crappy old guns
2: Like yeah, what? Up? good thing they good thing they check instead of trying to move medical supplies they're like but the people need shooting oh wait there's something wrong
1: Listen, you know, I mean, I think we've all been there in video games where you sort of get like the choice between being helpful and just getting to the combat part. And you're like, hey, I'm here for the fighting part. You know, that's that's my move. <laughs> right. And I'm
2: saying it was the right instincts as yeah. proven
0: out.
1: <laughs> so they go to follow the truck of medical supplies and see them going to the rebels. And it looks like they've been stealing their guns. Oh, my guns at the uh, at the rebel camp. They also find a Russian missile truck. But when they do, they're spotted. So it's gunfight time. Uh, Breed gets clipped and is like sort of knocked unconscious. Knocked
2: but, out.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But the rest <laughs> the rest of the rebels are taken out and Dredger ties the rebel leader to the tubes of the missile truck for torture purposes.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Head in front of one of the tubes. Let's go one by one until you answer or you lose your head. This getting, is great.
1: you are getting close, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Fired off 15 of these missiles.
0: Uh,
2: we also, the- he didn't move the truck, right? So wait a minute. They were firing missiles at the city, right? And oh, he yeah. hasn't moved the truck, and he starts. So he just starts firing more missiles at the city. to
0: he torture this
1: guy? <laughs> I mean, listen, dredger doesn't care, buddy. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. It's lost anyway. He's figured that out. um
2: Yeah, that's true. He's like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. So it turns out that um, there is a traitor and we also learned that the country's president has turned traitor as well and will be escaping by plane that night. Back in town, Dredger just walks up to the priest that was talking about medical supplies earlier and just shoots him right in the face because he yeah. figures that that he's the tr- that he's the traitor and he's turned right. That guy is Cuban, not Spanish. Um oh, that dirty Cuban. Treasure. Um,
2: the only thing dirtier than treasure, a Cuban. Wait. Um,
1: oh my God, dude! Jesus Christ. Um, anyhow, they also use the missile truck to shoot down the president's plane, and they're like, "What? This place is dead. Anyway, let's get out of here." Oh,
2: this is this is one of the like crazier federal So, like, they're sent to stop this government from toppling. Collapse. It sounds yeah. like right. So instead, he kills the rebel leaders, kills the country leader, blows up half the city. And leaves.
1: Yeah. Breed calls him out and he's like, <laughs> and, and, Dredger's like, ah, we're just two guys. What could we have done? We aren't Supermen. And Dredger's like, you know, <laughs> this a, and, and, and Breed's like, oh, it's a dirty game out there. And, you know, like, well, like, like how we started, you know, no one plays dirtier than Dredger. <laughs> um, and indeed, the, the closing tagline is that Dredger plays it dirty in action again next episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. This one was a very, like, Usually at the end they like they tease out some sort of like this is why it was still successful or still while wow, it was worth it or like why it yeah, was necessary was, yeah, and is kind like, of a war, even bleed is at a loss at this point yeah. like bleed is just like wow we're like fucked every single way and. But I'm riding with Dredger, so I guess there's nothing I can do about that.
1: Yeah, this one's kind of a war <coughs> as hell, like, uh, being a spy as hell kind of, uh, Dredger ending. You know, it's, it's a downer, yeah. to be honest. Like, but that's how it goes. Sometimes you gotta be down when you're also down and dirty with Dredger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, down in the dirt for sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and and speaking of being a a, a, a low down jealous bastard, it's <laughs> <laughs> story two: Greens Grudge War,
2: buddies. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: st- uh, writer Jerry Finley Day, art uh, artist Massimo Donelli. Um, yeah, so Green and Bold, they're back at it again. They're working a launcher that fires grappling hooks like practicing and
2: the perfect side team right
1: oh yeah listen <laughs> they're the uh what i want to say one's real good one's real bad they're like the uh they're like the kevin steen and el generico of um of professional of uh of, of world war Two teams but uh <laughs> oh man <laughs> they do really well and bold is told to is like asked to work one of those things in an upcoming beach ra- uh raid and much to green's disgust bold rejects it because he wants to be in on the action
2: i um- mean he's bold
1: it's true. Later that night, the pair are assaulting an anti-aircraft position, and of course, Green is eager to make his name. The pair start shooting down Nazis, and Bold lays, ch- lays charges on this gun, as Green gets real aggro covering for them, um, and then gets annoyed when Bold's shooting, also like, I wanted to be the one to kill the Germans!
2: Don't help me! I don't need your help! Um, it's, as It's incredible, like, how good a job he does while whining the whole time about how he wants to be doing more. Absolutely. <coughs> As they Green like, pre- is really effective.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's good at what he does. You know, he's not, like, like faking it. He just doesn't get the recognition he feels he deserves. Um, as they prepare to escape, um, as Bold cares for an injured soldier, Green kicks Bold's rifle off the side of the cliff, so he's got to, like, get out of here while Green sort of holds the thing and, like, you know, covers them as they escape. Um, he does so, but suddenly a German machine gun opens up and knocks off the grappling hook line they were using. So Green's... I mean- yeah. Go but ahead. I mean,
2: he, he, he does, like, this is, like, three reloads in, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like, Listen, he's, like, definitely used
1: several, several magazines for German killing at this point.
2: Um, yeah, like, a couple times could have gotten away. I just want to, like, make no. clear to our, our listeners here. Like, he's had ample opportunity, like, killed many Germans, had ample opportunity to escape, but was like, I'm going to go for one more round, and yeah. then his escape is cut off. He's
1: trying to run off that bonus <laughs> score, you know? Um, he's, he's trapped up there. He's out of ammo until Bold fires a beacon rocket, taking out the Germans and allowing green to escape safely once again getting uh getting bold official recognition for a job well done
2: damn that bold <laughs> so i wanna i want to zoom in this does he this means that he basically saved him by knocking somebody out with the grappling hook with the oh. yeah
1: i think yeah like, was he just the beams grap- somebody
2: from down a cliff like he manages to shoot up over this cliff being somebody in the head and also hook it so that green can get down
1: yeah he's yeah. really
2: good damn that Damn that bold for Damn taking credit he doesn't deserve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Green hates Germans and he hates bold. And they're in a three, and they're in the three spot now, third in, in, in line of the comics instead of second. As right. bold takes out some centuries on a raid. I guess they're taking a key fjord in, uh, in, uh, Norway and a film crew is tagging along with them. They bump into a
2: real odd for a group of commandos. Yeah, like listen,
1: like we're gonna take our giant 1940s film film gear with us to take these pictures. Uh, Yeah, okay. They bump into a Norwegian civilian, and Green keeps Bold from killing the guy by accident
2: that bloodthirsty beast
1: yeah the the battle continues as green risks enemy fire to grab a machine gun which in turn allows bold to take to get the glory for destroying the enemy position with some grenades and there's just a real great image here of green looking down this machine gun being like what have i done (laughs) because he enabled bold to become a hero again (laughs) He's just, i was competent but not heroic why <laughs> a real like a real like what of these hands wrought kind of look <laughs> it's, it's pretty good <laughs> real good real good stuff the commandos then go to blast a german fuel tank as german reinforcements are on their way but the detonator doesn't work green goes back to fix it and finds that norwegian guy there as well and as they oh, so ch- yeah as they chat the norwegian guy is shot in the back by bold he's a murderer uh green manages to escape cutting down germans as he goes and is barely able to jump away from the from the fuel tank explosion as it goes up he he wakes up on the ship home and is about to assault green for killing that norwegian guy when the film crew shows him a picture of that dude about to stab him in the back he was a traitor bold has saved his
2: life Propaganda. That guy was clearly just going to use his knife to help him fix the rope. Like, just covering for this dude's cold blooded murder.
1: Goddamn, Bold. Uh, so Green and Bold are practicing knife fighting when Green gets distracted by this poster being put up and Bold <laughs> just freaking flips him. And it's like, dude, like, keep your eye keep your eye on the ball. You're like fighting with knives here, buddy.
0: <laughs> In the air, being flipped through the air. He goes, oops, I forgot I was fighting Bold. <laughs>
1: yeah like i mean, i'm not i don't know if you hate this guy that much good dude <laughs>
2: like, i mean maybe that's just how confident green was like this fight was yeah. so easy up until that point that he had forgot that he was in the fight it was way more interesting that something was going posted up <laughs> i mean i
1: gotta say like again just conrad talked about video games all the time this episode i feel like i have been in fights in video games where i've been distracted by things in the background like this <laughs> like, i can empathize <laughs>
2: Yeah, once you're on automatic after a minute, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll take my eyes off this for a second. What's that going on? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I am absolutely. still fighting.
1: Yeah, I didn't pay attention to my life bar. Um, yeah, but the, <laughs> the the posters are volunteer list for a special mission to volunteers. Naturally, both Greed and Bold sign up. Um, they're to be well, in- not
2: so naturally green tries to wipe bull's name off and gets busted
1: <laughs> well yeah i mean you know green like freaks out of course i mean naturally to us outside of the story i guess what i'm trying to say that makes um, sense yeah they're to be inserted via a submarine to france and then canoe the rest of the way up a french river to take out some patrol boats uh oh, it's great uh green cuts a hole in bolt in bold's canoe so they'd have to like turn back or something um so our Excellent buddies, plan. yeah. In each canoe, it's like one, like Green and Boulder are in each canoe, and there's also like the the commando sergeant and a lieutenant as they make their way in. They take out the first of the two patrol bo- boats, but when they return, they find that finally Bold's canoe has sink has sunk. It was it wasn't until they were halfway through the mission.
2: It's the wrong way in. Also, yeah. like the plan to take two people out of a mission designed for four people to be executed correctly. I- hey. <sighs>
1: He's putting a lot of stock in his ability to continue doing – like, that the mission wouldn't be scrubbed if, if one of the canoes broke as opposed right. to just continuing on, you know?
2: I, I, right. It seems odd because, like, specifically they, like, needed two volunteers. Like, it was a plan for to be – a four-person yeah. mission, and
1: like it's not like this is some sort of war essential thing. Like, yeah, get these two patrol boats was probably really helpful. That's not like they're going to like kill Hitler or something where they got to. We're like, if half of them can't do it, they still have to con- keep going on, you know? Well, that
2: was the alternative mission: is that if half of them couldn't do it, then instead the two that could got to go kill Hitler. Ah. <laughs> We yeah, and, bold, uh, and bold ruined it for everybody Goddamn bold
1: <laughs> <laughs> the commandos try to yeah so the commandos try to escape with like two with like bold and the sergeant like holding on to the sides of the boat um when the patrol boat bears down on them and i gotta say this is a real wishful thinking by by bold's part because i gotta feel like the the officer and the sergeant would be in the boat and uh. Um, <laughs> Green and right. bold would have to hold on to the sides. Right. Uh, but Boat's coming down on him. Bold thinks fast and uses a pistol to explode the bomb in his sunken canoe, which takes out the second patrol boat as well. Oh, yeah. Um, the mission is successful, and several sailors are yelled at on the deck of the of the uh, submarine for the canoe getting a hole in stuff as Green mopes about it and Bold holds him in the in his arms at the end, which is kind of a weird look.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's like he's he's he is moping about it, but only because he it didn't sink fast enough. Yeah, like he's moping about not being successful enough while everybody else is talking about what a humongous failure this mission almost was because the boat got damaged.
1: Yeah, and Bold's like, Oh, cheer up, old mate. It's not like you put a hole in the canoe.
2: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh but i just didn't put a hole in good enough damn you
1: i just love the wacky rom-com shenanigans of green and bold <laughs> in the course of world war ii like they're gonna fall in love by the end of this war i swear to god uh,
2: I, it's, I mean bold's already there man it's yeah, just it's a true. matter of green coming around from the, the hate side
1: yeah we definitely talked about this last time but i love how bold thinks that he and green are best friends
2: the, <laughs> the best of friends. like partners in crime they can do yeah. no like over and over, like after he does something great, and everybody's like, Look at that awesome thing Bold did. No, Bold's like, Look at that awesome thing that Green did to yeah. let me, like, capitalize. <laughs> like, he's always giving the credit back to Green, and no one's listening to him. And Green's just, including Green, Green. And Green just becomes
1: <laughs> become this ball of hate against him. It's fantastic. <laughs>
2: Like, I've just, I've never seen someone, like, throw so many lobs up to somebody and just have, like, that person try to spike them back into their own face. Like, just be like, no! Absolutely. I will lob to myself! Absolutely. I can't have this!
1: <laughs> and speaking of dudes get hit in the face, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> yeah! It's story, it's story three, Blackjack. Royal oh boy. Yeah, writer Jack Wagner, artist Trigo. Uh, so Jack Baron, aka Blackjack, he's fighting a bum a week. And by his 10th fight, he's getting pretty famous from it. But at a back alley doctor, we learned that his eyes are a whole, are in a whole lot of trouble. But because it's a, it's a back alley doctor, they can't go to press. And I just love that this doctor that like you, you'd usually see in like a gangster movie, like treating, bo- treating bullet wounds from crimes and stuff, like mm-hmm. has probably brought out his eye exam gear for the first time in like a decade. <laughs> (laughs) look at blackjack's eye here yeah
2: but so the reason you go to guys like that is because they know how to keep their mouth shut right yeah
1: but you don't taunt them about it like these guys did because i'm
2: saying they don't why would you get in the face of the guy that you're expecting to keep your
1: secret exactly and just to (laughs) prove our point the doc goes to jack's next opponent ron fraser i get it um with the uh with the eye info the fight begins and baron is giving fraser uh, you know a blackjack and he's kicking the crap out of him but the bum fights back trying to gouge out jack's eye in a clinch whoa
2: yeah this is wild because not only does he grab him by the face but then yeah. he like punches him afterward in the face after the ref has decided to break it up yeah and doesn't get disqualified
1: it's pretty crazy i mean i guess jack wants to keep fighting too like he's definitely like doesn't want to lose to just dis- like have the fight end to a disqualification if he can help it
2: but he would win, right? Like you yeah, still... it's, it's
1: not the same though. You know, it's not the same as knocking out ten guys as opposed to winning
2: by decision yeah. or by DQ to ten All right, guys. okay, I guess like take a thumb through the eye first. That's fine.
1: I mean, you know, listen, Blackjack, I think <laughs> if there's one thing we can agree about Jack Barron is that he's not super interested in his own well being. Like that is... you, know? <laughs> you
2: you got me there, my friend.
0: You got me there. <laughs>
1: um so near blinded jack uh, blackjack goes down twice to fraser's blows and any kid who's played mike tyson's punch out knows that if you go down three times you lose automatically so he's got to last the rest of the round he clings to the rope to do so just 30 seconds to go but that's a long time in boxing
2: yeah, infinite amount of time when you're going blind
1: seriously <laughs> after taking a lot of punishment Blackjack gets the bell he tells the ref it's all like a trick his being blind like he's just roping him in basically um, <laughs> and then heads back out ready to rumble he's figured out that Fraser must know about his eye and so he knows that Fraser will be concentrating on hitting him there and that means that even though he's blind he's blinded it's easy for Jack to dodge his punches and Fraser soon tires and gets a couple of shots in the bread basket Oh yeah
2: i gotta say I, I still wonder how easy it is to dodge like double and triple punches coming at your head i mean because like yeah if you pick the wrong one to dodge you're moving in the way of the other ones <laughs> i mean i gotta say i definitely couldn't but that's why i'm not a
1: professional boxer you know sure <laughs> also I, I yeah also this is the first time I've, I've heard the bread basket be the stomach as opposed to slightly lower if you know what i mean um uh... <clears throat>
2: Uh, I mean, it's awful low there. The shorts right up pretty high, my friend.
1: Oh, fair enough. And I mean, I guess it makes sense that you call the stomach your breadbasket because I guess that's where bread goes when you eat it. But still, um, Baron wins. He heads to the back where he immediately passes out. At the hospital, the blindness is once again brought up. Um, and even, and, and now they're even like, listen, like, you could not just go blind, but this could like totally kill you and stuff. And he's like, whatever. Cause he's still, he's pretty stoked because the number three fighter in the world, Kenny Norman, has uh, has uh, scheduled a fight with Blackjack.
0: Yep, he's hey, pretty- And he can hear,
2: so you yeah. he can make a deal,
1: <laughs> definitely. um, He's pretty stoked, but his crew can't let him go now that his uh, condition is worsening. Uh, Jack and Solly tell Blackjack he's done boxing, but he disagrees and escapes from his hospital bed when they aren't looking.
2: No, because oh, no. he was in a highly secured facility. That he was. I mean,
1: I mean, why would? Yeah. They, they, they wouldn't put him under lock and key. he's Not like a criminal or anything right. like that. But no, know?
2: but but everybody acts like it's like a huge surprise that he just like got up out of bed and walked throughout. Like, I mean,
1: I think it's and, more just like like you know he he passed out from being punched in the head like like a couple hours ago, which would mm. seem to in, 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 incapacitate someone generally, you know. I think that's what it is, is, I guess maybe. But counterpoint, yeah, he is Blackjack, so whatever. Um Luckily these guys do know do know these blackjack because they immediately buy plane tickets to New York and find Blackjack Jack <laughs> trading for the big fight um in um with Norman in, in a gym there. <laughs>
2: so what what condition is are his eyes in at this point? Because he manages to get from Houston to New York in like a night. I mean, it seems After that... like only getting a few minutes head time, like yeah. lead time on them, because they went exactly to that same place.
1: It seems like you know, if you hit him in the head, his vision gets real bad immediately. And then it seems to sort of re like, uh, like, like, like come back into focus and stuff after a little bit. Cause like it seemed like he could see a moderate amount even during the fight with Fraser when he was momentarily blind, but by the end he could see okay. Um, but like
2: it seems to, like, you keep talking about it getting worse and worse. But yeah. Like- they're going sh- to they- we're going to see here they're going to take some precautions against this as well.
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely it seems like it's pretty bad. Like, but I think it's still enough to be able to, you know, like like negotiate your wallet enough to like get a taxi to the airport or buy a plane mm-hmm. ticket or something like that. If that makes
2: sense. I think you just going some daredevil less Power's here, man. Like, oh, finally.
1: Just, yeah. Or, counter, yeah, yeah counterpoint, one of those bums had some weird mutagen on their gloves and he's developed a uh, mutant radar sense. I'm down with that, too. <laughs> I mean, I
2: wouldn't put it past him. Totally. Did, there's been a lot of, like, crazy shit happening in these rings. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, but basically, like, Yank and Solly decide that Blackjack getting back to this jib to start training proves that there's no way to stop him, so they might as well help him train for the fight against Again. Norman. Um, two days before the fight, Blackjack and Yank break into Madison Square Garden, take out the guards with punches and vulcan nerve pinches, and photograph the eye chart that will be used for the pre-fight medical exam, which Blackjack then memorizes and allows him to pass the medical. (laughs) Right. And so, I mean... Which is pretty crazy.
2: It's, it's fascinating, like, all of the principles that, like, started off in this comic, all of, like, the ideals that... Jack Cat that drove him to start boxing despite the fact that he was going blind. No, he's doing like, To promote these kids. Now it's like all of that is gone. No,
1: now, now he, he is committing yeah. crimes. He's like, keep... like freaking Captain Ahab on his quest to to get this title. And nothing will stand in his way. Not even like laws and like the precise things designed to keep him from dying in the rain.
2: You know? Right. Do you remember when him doing this was a selfless act? Because he wanted to be a good example yeah, for kids. To, yeah, make those who kids were getting, be good. Yeah. Right. And then, like he was gonna put his life on the line, like despite the health risk, because For he wanted one, to be yeah, an example.
1: One last fight, but instead, instead was, yeah.
0: That,
1: now he's just breaking, and entering, like punching out police officers and stuff. It's good times, you know. One of those uh, <laughs> it's gotten weird. live long enough to see yourself become the, vi- the the villain kind of situations, you know.
0: Oh man,
2: is that what we're go, go moving towards? Maybe. It turns out, Blackjack. Is the bad guy all along.
1: Oh, man. That would be quite a thing. And speaking of being the bad guy all along, uh, Jason, it's <laughs> story four, Hellman of the Africa Corps. <laughs> That's right. I don't care. <laughs> no, it's the...
2: I think that's the single best transition that Hellman we've had so far. <laughs> uh, writer,
1: Jerry Finley Day, artist Mike Dory. So we start, because Hookjaw is gone, Hellman's in color in Africa as Hammer Force is resupplied with some new hammer, new Panzers and support vehicles. Hellman's pretty stoked until SS Officer Kastner shows up. He's also pretty stoked, and that just ruins Hellman's mood.
2: <laughs> I mean, what's really funny to me is that Basically, Kastner said out loud the thing that Hellman was thinking before, yeah. and then Hellman soured on the very thought that's what that, that i just saying. had. Yeah, no,
1: I, th- that was my feeling, too, that it was really great, that it was like, ah, yes, I'm so happy you've got these tanks, we'll win in Africa. Kastner shows up, Oh, I'm so glad we got these new tanks, now we'll win in Africa. And was like, yeah, I don't like you.
2: You don't understand the situation at all.
1: It's different, you know? Meanwhile, Hellman pulls a gun or a nearby like Bedouin guy, and he he reveals that his donkeys full of spy gear because he's working for the Brits, and says so like, ah, we've got some new tanks that will destroy you, Nazi. We, I'm, I'm fine with. <laughs> 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 Later, the force is on maneuvers. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go Brits. Fine. I don't you know. know. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> later, the force is on maneuvers and they come under attacks, and it's indeed these Brits with their new Sherman tanks. Whoa, USA, USA. That's yes, right. <laughs>
0: um, American <in> house.
1: <laughs> One panzer is destroyed, and Hellman's is hit. He's got to think fast. He grabs a satchel of stick bombs and runs out, throwing them at the Sherman, which distracts it. Hellman runs into like an Arab village, which turns out to actually just be a panzer covered in a tank. A lot of hiding tanks. This <laughs> I'm on Hellman. Um, it's a trap. These Shermans are taken down. Hooray! Back at camp, Hellman sees Kastner has had the spy from earlier tortured again. A lot of torture this time, and uh, Hellman mercy kills him to the disgust of Kastner.
2: I mean, even Kastner or whoever this torture is here says like, "There's no point in this. It's just for sport at this point." So yeah, I mean that's fine. Like yeah, there's no enough. there's no value whatsoever in this person still being there tortured. But yeah. hey,
1: mid. If just, he's just there to make Hel- l- l- let Hellman feel slightly better about himself as he right. continues uh. doing stuff, yeah. <laughs> Hellman leads Hammerforce <laughs> into Egypt as Ca- with Kastner aboard his Panzer. They come under attack from British warplanes. Uh, some speedy driving by Hellman lets his tank survive the bombing raid, and he creates a dust cloud to shield his fellow fellows. But his tank still gets clipped by a bomb. They've lost their water and radio, but can otherwise keep moving. Hard okay. times. Yeah, they quickly find an abandoned railway station with a water tower and uh, begin to repair the tank. But Kastner worries about the planes returning, and Hellman has an idea.
2: <laughs> Is it hiding tanks?
1: Yes, the Brits uh, follow the <laughs> tank tracks and try to drop more bombs. When Hellman pops up from the water tower with the tank's anti-air gun and shoots down the plane, all right. Uh, but it turns out the whole thing was a ruse, a fank t- a fake tank. In this, um, like, uh, garage kind of thing made out of, uh, spare railway stuff. Uh, they, they capture the pilot and take him prisoners, and they'll use the, uh, nearby railway to get back to German lines. The next stop for the train is, uh, El Alamein, um, which is, is sort of like Jason Knowledge. I don't know if you know this, but this is a big, um, that's like a big, like, oh, I see kind of situation, um, in, uh, uh for World War II stuff, basically. It'd be like if you're in a Star Wars movie and like they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, to do that we'd have to go somewhere out of, out of the way, like Tatooine, and it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, like I know where that is. Um, but El Alamein is this big battle in World War II, and and basically it's like the, it's like a big turning point in the war. Uh, Got Ch- it. Churchill said two things about it which one was that uh, this might not be the beginning of the end but it is the end of the beginning and then um, after the war he said uh, after, before El Alamein we never won a battle after it we never lost which is kind of a fun you know World War II thing I guess
2: <laughs> I mean Helman seems to be feeling it just based on these like couple last couple interactions I mean, he, the, yeah. definitely the tone the, his tone has changed it's almost like him and Castner have switched Tones, whereas Kastner was constantly, like, the cautious, knight like, not having faith in the group, and Hellman was like, Hammerforce can't be beat in the first season, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Since the Africa, it's been the other way around. Well, Kastner's like, what's there to worry about? And Hellman's like, We are actually in a lot of trouble.
1: I think that's a really good point, actually. I didn't pick up on that. But but that we, we definitely see that here, um, where yeah, it's like the battle is sort of heating up and Hellman's leading a desperate mind laying strategy, and Castor is super confident and Hellman is like pretty worried. Yeah um he's also got a map with the safe way out of the mines that night the sky lights up in a massive british artillery barrage from all around begins and the british start to roll out with um and they're led with these cool anti-tank fr- <laughs> anti-mine flail tanks which i i think are pretty awesome in terms
0: of
2: wild
1: yeah like i mean they're they're real things for sure and they're just kind of like these sherman tanks that basically have these like freaking threshers that are just like this big spinning thing of chain of like six foot chains or something in front of them yeah what they do is they basically like churn up the ground as the tank goes and sort of flip flips mines out of the way of it basically um
2: that's these are so cool i had never seen something like this before they're uh, definitely f-
1: they're from this like era of weapons development where this guy just kind of like started bolting shit onto tanks and see what what kind of worked um and this is one of the ones that was like successful
2: <laughs> i mean it feels like a hell of a strategy like <laughs>
1: definitely um
2: especially this comic about tanks
1: totally so the uh Hellman fights valiantly and castner just loses all morale he ends up Getting on a motorcycle with the map of the mines and runs, which means
2: that how did he get the map? Why wasn't Hellman holding this the whole time? I mean he just assumed
1: he could just leave it someplace, I guess. This, I just
2: like, this is constantly like Hellman's faith in other people like being misplaced all the time. I supposed love... to just misplaced in, in Nazis. Like he always like talks about how much he doesn't trust the Nazis and then trusts them implicitly I by just, like never yeah. guarding against them.
1: I just love how Kastner has a has a motorcycle with a sidecar and he doesn't even like take like a toady along with him or anything like that. He <laughs> yeah, just,
2: he just goes. solo
1: blasts out of there with a the sidecar. <laughs> so they're trapped in mean, the He needed
2: yeah. in the seat for his ego. Oh, sorry. oh
1: fair enough. Absolutely. Yeah, sorry a signed picture of Hitler. Um <laughs> <laughs> that gets its own seat. <laughs> like... So Hellman and the boys are trapped, but he's but he, he has an idea and basically leads a tank with a bunch of guys sitting on it through the minefield, blasting his way through with a grenade launcher. He uses all of the, all of the, their grenades, but they're almost out. A trooper tries to make a dash for it, but sets off like this kind of bouncing betty mine right at the final sign. Luckily, Hellman's able to grab that sign and then smash the uh, the mine like a baseball before it can actually explode, saving everybody.
2: It's wild absolutely it's, freaking it, wild. i I it, love this series of, of panels I like love the when this yeah, actually show up
1: when grenades get get hit like baseballs that's like a top like I don't know i I never had it listed in my top of in my top moves I've actually been seeing it a lot recently in these British mm-hmm. comics and so it's really feeling like it's moving up moving up the chain for me I feel like <laughs> I
2: gotta go like yeah. uh, uh, I was saying also just like the, the the scene where like the the panel where it comes out the way it's like broken out from the others and fragments it like and it gives that sense of like something like both drastic and sudden happening in the middle of the comics Yeah, and then the, all of us is like oh, so Hellman focusing in on that moment of like
0: Bashing it, it like I just yeah, love the way it. Well,
1: yeah, it. I I think it really does a good job of giving you that feeling of like something that like when something really dramatic happens and the whole world feels like it slows down. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, exactly. Because
1: like this whole thing is like a second of time. You know. Right. It's one of those things where if it was in a movie, you'd like overlay the sound of like heartbeats over it just to show right. how fast it was going. Or, or how slow the action was suddenly going. And like, it's, it's hard in a comic book to kind of get that look in, but they do a really good job of it here of just like this. Yeah. This, yeah, capturing of this...
2: it in five panels is really sweet. Oh, this mind
1: just blasting out of the ground, the guy who blasts by is like whoa, and Helman like looking up and like instantly having a plan and running like hell and stuff. It's really cool. And he kind of you know like explodes almost in his face and he, like gets up. He's like, "You're not done with me yet," you know.
2: <laughs> he's looking almost as dirty as Judge there.
1: Oh my god, he's got the sand on. Him that's slightly different. Um Anyhow, <laughs> he saved his guys, but now it's time to deal with that Kastner. Time for some revenge. Next time, Hammer Force is in action. Oh yeah.
2: Can't wait to see what happens when he catches Castler. Oh wait, nothing ever does.
1: There's gonna be some dramatic stuff coming up in Hellman, I'm gonna say. And also I think just the fact that like, you know, we're past the Blitzkrieg and sort of entering a part where things are, are getting rough for the Germans. So it should be an interesting an interesting, you know, or a very different time for Hellman and his narrative and how he relates to these Germans and stuff like that. Once you get yep. past the initial successes of the war and start getting into the, like, sort of um, longer, like, sort of things that are, aren't, aren't going that great period, you know?
2: Yeah, certainly this one has changed, uh, as I was saying. Like, yeah. Hellman's attitude has definitely become more withdrawn and defensively focused it's been more on like how many how many people he can save close to him rather than yeah. like how many people he can take out while keeping his people safe
1: yeah gone are the days of like we've <laughs> got to get pedal to the metal to get to dunkirk or something like that right yeah all right so uh yeah and speaking of changes in tone it's non-stories covers editorial action man and money man <laughs> Um actually no money man, I guess he's on vacation, so they keep choosing that he'll be doing stuff in June. Like, listen, man, I want my money right now. Like, get out of here I, with this. I think this.
2: that's why he's taking the break. It's probably a few weeks of therapy from being like chased around, hunted <laughs> yeah. down by like get, get kids.
1: Get hunted down by, by a bunch of by a bunch of eight year olds in like Derby <laughs> yeah. or something. I can see it. I can see it being traumatizing.
2: <laughs> like there's still letters coming in from some of these kids that being oh, like yeah. there's my no, they're, they're, it coming to me.
1: <laughs> they're bloodthirsty, buddy. <laughs> So, uh, issue 13, they call it a sport. It's more like playing murder. Death Game 1999 has arrived. And I love this cover because it's just like a skeleton and evil Knievel costumes, <laughs> like sort of just, with like a, a star, like a stars and stripes or a red, white, and blue kind of like, like explosion. USA. U-S- USA, USA, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: So so excited.
1: (laughs) A lot of that this episode too. Uh, there's letters about teeth stuff, World War II stories, and uh, revenge suggestions for Steve that win five pounds. (laughs)
2: the the one to eat the editor's leg (laughs)
0: yeah
1: it's ridiculous (laughs) steve also welcomes us to the comic and then plugs the star death game 1999 more um mania action this week with a newspaper delivery service that's just going to destroy a whole neighborhood in like uh like one what one move it's sort of firing a common
2: thread with these inventions (laughs) yeah listen
1: they'll, they'll destroy everything in sight for sure um (laughs) mid-issue you could win a shark fishing trip for for arranging your top twits of the week uh mid-prog the new twit of the week is a game show host bruce bruce forsyth you can get some soccer dice for under a quiz and the uh close-up picture is just clearly a button like that's just a button yes (laughs) for for once i was like oh i know what that is yeah i
2: do find it interesting that the uh the fishing the shark fishing trip Mm mm-hmm considering the all of the like previous issues that have talked about how shark is like the most dangerous thing on earth and the yeah. natural predator man and like just all they have done everything they can to make sharks sound like the worst thing you could ever be next to yeah hey, win a trip
0: to go fish
1: shark those fishing. are like those are like tough like uh like caribbean sharks jason these are this is off the cornish coast so they're like sort of wimpy english sharks you know what i mean
2: oh i see uh, i'm not
1: saying that but, everybody action is saying that <laughs>
2: Feeling like a tough guy against some, like, wimpy English sharks. That's right. Uh, right.
1: Fancy a bite, governor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: God.
1: Um, later, there's some more instructions for heading a soccer ball. Action Mouse is fi- uh, finally gets a bite while fishing. That's because he catches some uh, some dentures, which is pretty funny. Um, Action Man.
2: <laughs> Wishes it was a job. Yeah, well,
1: then he'd have something. Uh, Action <laughs> Action man is burning up and down the road in a Honda Supersport uh 550 which is going 150 miles an hour which is pretty cool. More no wall questions. I'm pretty
2: excited about it. Yeah, yeah. no, he's for like months.
1: he says that he, he likes ride motorcycles and stuff. So this is like a cool right. chance to like really go for it.
2: I wonder if he wrote that
1: one in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Come on. Like just once." <laughs>
2: you know what you should do? You should go ride really fast with cycles. Hey, that's a good idea.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Next time you just have like a really nice dinner at a fancy restaurant.
2: You know? <laughs> yes. It's a whole new series of action <laughs> adventures for this guy.
1: Right. It's action, but it like refers to ladies. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um there's a a feature on young cricket player uh paul downton who turned out to end up being on the english national team for cricket the issue ends with a training info like there's a series of just of uh ways to train for track and field basically starting with sprinting and hurdling. because i guess sport maybe isn't for losers uh, <laughs> nah, well, it's it so, it's, it's, it's it's for a... losers guys we all know
2: <laughs> it. <laughs> it's it's not that it's not for losers it's that you don't have to like even if you weren't a winner you could be less of a loser by sporting correctly
1: and eating in, and, and eating a dozen grapefruits peel and all which remains the greatest <laughs> thing ever um in probably well, i mean that,
2: that's for the top end
1: <laughs> definitely in issue 14 hook jaw's back all right um, inside, Steve is answering a ton of phones for um, people talking about the new hip- the Hook Jaw story. There's a there's letters about how awesome the Hook Jaw patch is. Dad's stealing kids' comics of action. A cricket limerick, and another kid that's extremely accident prone. He's apparently had several of his the tips of his fingers cut off and
2: stuff. How is that kid alive? I don't know, man. Could, he said like he just, just got so a, many
1: accidents. He's lost some like some some flash on his face and was electrocuted and stuff it's bad times
2: like had a finger in like a lawnmower or something yeah. like just all sorts of like
1: no good uh, there's 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 many action with a uh, multi bat cricket machine that just looks like it fires cricket balls at you at a billion miles an hour which is pretty awesome i guess look for it in death game 1999
2: uh... <laughs> I mean, they have some pretty similar conceptions. Yeah, basically.
1: Twitter of the week is Batman and Robin with some extremely cogent uh, Batman criticism in it. Like, you know, just sending guys to jail, them getting out of jail immediately, all that stuff. Um,
2: I mean... Pretty much the same criticisms on this side of the pond. It's like,
1: definitely like, yeah, this is what you, this is what, this, this, this is the problem. We've all identified it. Um, there's, there's more running tips this week, this time for long distance, distance events. And as always, the key there is to not get um, um, non-consensual plastic surgery to look like a mob boss's kid. Um,
2: <laughs> key things to keep in
0: mind, kids. I mean,
1: listen, if you get the choice, definitely don't do it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we we end the issue with a feature on a young archer action mouse dreaming of soccer and getting his nose kicked by his imaginary self and then lessons on doing a wall pass in a uh, football and soccer
2: his ability to bend reality still
1: totally yeah Ghost. i am yeah. in
2: awe of his abilities but exactly. uh, apparently his weak, one weakness fishing so oh, yeah. there, there you go
1: I mean to be fair it seems like he pulled up like an entire dinette set in the course of his fishing there so he was doing something that wasn't getting what he wanted you know
2: you know what that's true I didn't even consider the fact like, that like there's... yeah he just managed to pull up a house basically there's, a, little there's boat, like a grandfather uh... clock
1: in there in like his in, 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 his, in his in his boat um. <laughs> <laughs> it was a
2: fish his powers yeah. work against him constantly
1: you know he's got he's got the he's got the the, the ability he doesn't have the control you know he's like Luke Skywalker out there Uh, uh. Prague 4 Praga uh, 15 oh my god I'm or I'm so 2008 emo, sorry issue 15 running man's on the cover gamble with death inside Steve has good news and bad news the good news is the war there's a war game con- uh, contest and a hook job poster coming up the bad news is they don't have back issues of the comic please stop asking definitely please stop sending money <laughs> which is
0: wow
2: what a problem to have <laughs>
1: i mean well because like they can't keep the money because they'll get in trouble yeah. for like stealing right. kids and stuff
2: but actually just, just too popular kids so sorry
1: i mean this is something that happens like even into the 80s on 2000 ad where every couple months they'll print a letter basically saying like yes we don't like no we don't have back issues we can't sell them to you you've got to go to like a comic shop or a garage sale or something and, and get them from there we can't help you it's, which is an interesting thing. I mean, I guess most most places don't like. I, I know. I don't think American comics sell back issues either. So it's sort of a thing. But it is kind of an interesting concept of just kids sending in like a pound to kind of get all mm-hmm. the issue, all the action, all the actions up to this point.
0: You know.
2: I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's a whole lot better than being like, don't know what we're gonna do with like all of these piles of issues from, That's from that the issue one that didn't sell. So that is super
1: <laughs> true. Definitely. <laughs> No, there's also a pretty funny letter I thought in here by a kid who had this fancy camera and kept like bragging and bugging everybody about it. <laughs> it's and so stuff. Good. And then when they they got the first roll of film developed, it came back and there was all pictures of his nose because he was looking through the lens and like trying to take pictures using the viewfinder, which is is pretty funny. Like as far as like camera like like uh, camera jokes go, you know what I mean?
2: I just like. I mean, it's not to say that the camera isn't super fancy, but the ability to use it, like... (laughs)
0: Used I love to, that story uh, so much. No, it's, I was
2: wondering where it was going. Like, I was super riveted. Had to say that kid managed to spit out quite quite a yard.
1: And it's, and I I think it's also a funny like 1976 slice of life. This idea of like you know cameras. We have to get film developed, and they're all complicated and stuff like that. Right. As opposed to just being like a button on on your phone. You know, <laughs> which is right. A, like big difference, I guess. um
2: I mean, I've been there. I've definitely gone and, like, been super looking forward to how my pictures develop and then, like, Turns out half the roll is not usable because of like one issue or another. Like,
1: it's a real reminder of what a game changer it was to be able to see what your, what your picture looked like the second you take it, right? Like, totally.
2: Absolutely. How,
0: that,
1: how like, you know, back in the day, it'd be sort of a gamble that this picture of maybe like a once in a lifetime thing had turned out good because, you know, you wouldn't know for like until you'd used all the all the film on that roll and then taken it in and gotten developed and all that stuff.
2: I, I definitely spent an entire roll on like one moment that i wanted to capture just to hope that like right. one or two of the pictures came out well out of the whole set because i didn't want to Yeah, make i mean that. even on a so, phone i'll take two or real. three
1: pictures, you know, just to sort of make sure <laughs> yeah. like but yeah, just the uh, the layer the tiger element of it back in the day is sort of a fun thing to remember i guess. Um there's also letters with a bunch of different jokes, requests for money man to come to Ireland, poems, <laughs> yeah. fan art and comics. It's it's it, it's a fun letters page this time, actually. Almost
2: um, a one word poem. Yeah. Or that was the, no, that's, uh,
1: that that was the so yeah. what. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what, yeah. There's also someone sent in a do it yourself bagatelle board, which basically seems to be a rubber band, like Plinko board kind of thing, which seems pretty pretty ridiculous if you could make right. it go. It's pretty wild. Uh, then Scylla uh, Black is the twittess of the week. That's a lady twit. And she's a singer and a variety show host, I suppose. The,
2: she's the first woman nominee so far.
1: Yeah, definitely the first twittess. Yeah. Twitesse. Um, this issue ends with more track stuff tips for field events. This time I did those thrown shot and discus when I was in high school. Good times.
2: Oh, right on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Strong as hell, buddy. Real good at that stuff. Um, I like how they, how they say you have to have, how they make sure to mention that you have to have special facilities to throw javelin. Like we never did that in my school because it was like, listen, like we aren't going to, like that's dealing with spears seems like a lot. Like just throw this heavy ball, buddy. You're fine. You know,
2: well, we don't, we don't have the underground like blood sports that England has here. So we didn't get to like play with spears.
1: Oh man, (laughs) super alley oop right here. As we, (laughs) speaking of death sports. We go to Story 5, Death Game 1999. USA. USA. <laughs> USA. 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 <laughs> I'm so stoked. Uh, writer Tom Tully and the artist uh, Costa of the Gioletti Agency. I, I, I want to say before we start that, I, um, man, it just really takes me back to the era when you put 1999 at the end of something to make it futuristic, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Like, in the distant in the
2: distant yeah year the of 1999 distant, distant future 1999
1: <laughs> i mean to be fair it was like 23 years in the future or like yeah 23 years from 1970s from from 1976 you know like it's I, 1990
2: this like go ahead
1: oh, i was just gonna say that, that 1999 is further away from them then than it is from us now you know
2: mm-hmm. And like, and I'll give them this. Like, looking over this comic, like as we've gone through this, right? Like, like, there's not like a super ton of like crazy, super futuristic like nah. things going on. Like, it's just like it's just punked up basically over like some of the like some of the stuff that they've already. Yeah, shown. no, it's
1: it's definitely it, way more than like something in like the '60s saying that the year 2000 would have like not just like a moon colony, but like interplanetary colonies and stuff. Where right. It's, like, this seems optimistic, guys. <laughs> right. But yeah, man, it's the future, buddy. This is no um, more
2: dystopian future than it is like futuristic, like crazy stuff. I mean, like, any, this is...
1: yeah. Any time there's a blood sport, it's you. you when, there's, when there's when there's blood sports, you really got to make a make a case for it not to be a dystopian future. That's what I'm trying to right. say.
2: <laughs> but yeah, like you, I'm saying, there might have been places in in the U.S. in 1999 that looked kind of like this comic. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that might have been true
1: maybe i feel like in 1989 there wouldn't be a lot of prisons with ice skating rinks that's what i'm trying to say um
2: some of it's pretty some of it's pretty fantastical yeah
1: so uh spinball it's the future sport craze the future and it seems to be jason it's basically ice hockey with motorcycles played on a giant pinball board is that does that's what it seems like to you too
2: by prisoners yeah by, yeah by oh yeah
1: sorry yeah it's played to the death by convicted criminals of course the ball is super hard and if it's it fast enough it can kill a dude um there's also you can just it's you know it's basically okay to just kind of stomp dudes to death with your ice skates do that's cool yeah
2: the uh or the motorcycles have spike wheels in case you want to run people over with them and
1: just to stick to the icy surface of the of, of the pitch i'm imagining oh um,
0: sure
2: sure i'm sure that's a big part of it
1: i mean it's definitely one of those things where like it definitely has evolved to them being murderous by death's wheels whereas they might have once been for for traction you know right um one of the top teams is the carson city killers with two k's um and it's run by the evil prison governor henry smales and if you win (laughs) this man Yeah, it's good times, and if you win the championship in Spinball, because it's all prisoners, then the whole team gets a free pardon, which seems rough, but also seems like not a lot of people survive, so it's fine.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you seem to get points by killing the other prisoners...
1: So. Yeah, it's a yeah. It's all. It seems like it's a combo of killing and bouncing the the super fast ball off like the the pinball flippers or something like that. The the pinball. Yeah, like, but that
2: generally score kills deal. people. So. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so we also see another wrinkle in the uh, in the thing where. Um, we see a player doing a devil run where he goes on his own through a gauntlet of players and giant flippers, but if he does, he'll get a million points on the season and if you get a million points in one season, then you're also freed from prison um, He, you know looks good for a second, but then he gets pulverized by a flipper, and we just see his, mm. just his uh, destroyed pulverized body just slap against the glass of the uh, of the arena, like someone's throwing just a bag of wet garbage against it It's pretty awesome.
2: Like, think about about, think about a bug hitting a windshield, and then yeah. the windshield doesn't oh, yeah. like, get it because you didn't put enough water on. They show this is <laughs> this person's body total on glass. Dude <laughs> bug.
1: Good, good amount of blood we're getting in this in these issues. I gotta say, I feel like they've they've stepped it up even from launch.
2: Lots of lots of body crushing. Yeah. Lots of like people being split by motorcycles here. Heads being spl- blown open. Yeah, balls man. getting thrown through people. It's yeah. It's a little disappointing through. to the street. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joe Taggart is a former football star and despairs about the whole situation because nobody wants football players anymore because they all got this death game, buddy. <laughs>
2: It's so boring watching people hit each other yeah. without killing them.
1: Yeah, people only die sometimes. Uh, Joe Joe then sees Hoods roughing up a spinball ticket tout, tout like a, a scalper, I guess. He runs to help him and takes him out using football moves. But the victim's been killed, and the shot and the cops yeah. show up. Basically,
2: kicking him, punching.
1: Well, first he does gives him like a like a shoulder tackle, but then then the pirouetting uh, kung fu moves start, which might, just might be like some 1997 football or something like that.
2: You know, it sounds like American football, right? You know, yeah,
1: the, right. Uh, the XFL came early, and they made a few changes. You know, in this reality.
2: <laughs> um, but anyhow, I mean, football really evolved in the '90s is what yeah, happened, and then totally. we got, then we got this, sport, yeah, greatest yeah. show
1: on turf, buddy. <laughs> so he he tries to run because the cops will assume that he killed this uh ticket guy um but eventually he just gets a uh, shot and arrested they can't pin the murder on him but he's arrested for you know resisting arrest and causing a fray or whatever he's sent to prison for seven years for the dead ticket seller he soon finds himself in carson city prison and warden smales gives him an offer play spinball or die in prison
2: I mean, to be fair, he did knock out two cops. Like, that is. He did assault. Yeah, that'll get you something for sure. Right. Um
1: so spinball moves this to the two spot in uh in the in the issue as joe is shown the training facilities for spinball uh one of the devices is just like this dalek thing that just kind of shoots deadly balls at everybody like killing them if you aren't careful and i like how the training facilities everybody's on uh on roller skates and stuff which just nothing is it's hard to be sinister on roller skates that's what i'm trying to say <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, well, that's why the sinister guy is in the booth. Oh, and then his, yeah. the, the blackies are on the roller skates.
1: Yeah. Smale, Smales offers Joe a job as like a trainer or like a locker room leader for the spinball team, but Joe refuses and instead gets sent to the rock pit, which I, you know, I guess they bring it back, you know, whatever. Um, not for, um, he hits a bunch of rocks, but one he didn't make quite small enough, so he's punished. They basically just make him kneel down and they put the rock that he didn't make small enough on his back, essentially
2: they also didn't tell him that it needed to be a certain size until after he got it I so. mean you know that's real obviously just making things up now yeah. to like I mean, this punish is, him
1: it's 100% <laughs> and like they even confirm this when the warden comes out that they just were, were looking for something to bust him on to torture him so right. play spinball, but he refuses at the chow line he gets yesterday's leftovers which man prison leftovers that's rough um,
2: this is yeah. the breaking point
1: <laughs> yeah and he, he gets in a fight when he refuses to eat it um, he Joe snaps and he lashes out everybody he gets knocked out by a guard and wakes up in spinball gear in a one-on-seven handicap game i sure hope he can skate because he's got to play well or die
2: (laughs) i mean football players are natural skaters Oh, we'll see,
1: okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean it just it it just seems like like you know I'm just saying that, that to expect somebody to take the spin ball right away, like skating is a specific skill that people aren't born with for sure, like you you know unless you have experience with it, it's pretty easy, even if you're i think i think a pretty decent athlete to really mess yourself up skating, um
2: anyway I but. think uh, i I have a feeling Joe's going to be a natural
1: luckily he yeah instead he just spends time messing other people up skating um, he dodges one death ball strike and takes out a player but six against six six versus one is still bad odds he you know refuses to join spinball as he gets chased by guys on motorcycles he uses his hockey stick to like swing on the outer net of the rink causing guys to smash into each other he judo spins a ball into the pit where the uh, where the prison governor and his cronies are like sitting watching him super pissed um uh, but smells. But it's such
2: a wild like move if someone if, if to go to believe that someone went from not being on skates in their life to doing that like crazy spin. Oh yeah. Which, I think I'm pretty sure I've seen that in the Olympics, except totally. where he also like ends it with like perfectly paying somebody with this like steel ball yeah
1: i think you're right just real good at it smells offers 12 months off the sentence of whoever can take joe down but it's 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 no good though because joe is just working his way through the rest of the guys against him till there's only one left but joe suddenly recognizes him it's his old football buddy eddie oh no not wanting to fight his buddy joe relents and agrees to join the game next time carson city the hardest team in spinball.
2: Another reluctant hero gone villain.
1: I mean, as always, you know, but I'm really <laughs> excited about this death game story. It's one of the ones that totally. um, seems like it's going to be a real fun basis for some more adventures and crazy stories um, in action and stuff. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. This is um this one's going to be with us I think for the rest of action this this new story and it's oh, in- cool. and it's interesting because after like the censors come in and stuff this thing's actually just going to be called Spinball. They one of the big things they do is change the name of the of the story to that from Death Game 1999 which is a bummer. <laughs>
2: I mean, but Death Game 9- nineteen ninety nine is so evocative of what you're getting out of this, especially because and... I
1: think the movie Death Race nineteen ninety nine had just come out as well. So this mm. one's definitely while it's th- this while this thing's clearly like a reference to Rollerball, the the James Conn movie. Um, it's also taking some inspiration from from Death Race as well. Just I, sort of,
2: I, yeah. Go
1: ahead.
0: Sorry. I
2: just I I just like it as a um, a uh, replacement for. Oh, for see. like
1: For, like, uh, uh, Play Till You Drop or Sports Not yeah, Losers? Yeah. For t-
2: right. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> like...
1: I, yeah.
2: Having a player that's actually in a position where the agency truly is limited and, like, has, like, the personal motivation that they're working through while also, like, the- navigating this, like, kind of dangerous situation. Like, it's not that I didn't see a lot of potential in that comic. It just felt like it kind of got artificially, like, put in place. Oh, you yeah, know, for the sure. go back from the beginning and, like, create this this situation and be like okay now we'll play it forward from here it's like okay cool like i can i can totally drop myself into that world
1: yeah this feels like a much better um yeah player for uh, blackmailed into doing something kind of situation for sure right. I, yeah i i agree there definitely um but speaking of reluctant players and i guess also of dentures jason <laughs> <it's>...
2: <laughs> story
1: six look out for lefty
2: a strangely relevant comment <laughs> yeah
1: writer for look at for lookout for lefty tom tully art uh, artist barry mitchell and tom harding and, and tony harding so we got a tom tully double feature because he did uh, death game 1999 also as we see lefty lumpkin comes home to find his granddad trying on old dentures at his junk shop because he's lost the bottom plate of his own and then he's just putting these teeth in his head and just <laughs> putting them back in the box but it's pretty horrifying
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> With that.
1: It's the idea that he's he's bought these dentures and is now like just going through them and stuff because you know I guess they have like a just a junk shop essentially so they just got a bunch of random stuff in there, um,
2: but a bunch of old teeth.
1: Yeah, I don't. Like... <sighs> god there's got to be a i would you buy there's got to be a bunch of real sad stories for those fucking pawn teeth buddy like that's just a bad scene altogether, one way or another you know whether it's a dead yeah, whether it's some, dead man's yeah. teeth or someone pawning their teeth because they need money you know either way that's horrifying <laughs>
2: right there's just some depressing implications of him having a box full of bottom teeth
1: yeah definitely um so lefty has a soccer tryout he grabs his boots from under the sink and there's some rivalry at the tryout between lefty and his old and his high school nemesis sid smythe and i love everyone's huge 70s hair here everybody's just got that big old like (laughs) kind of moldy feathered look going on that's so that's so evocative of the time i guess um
2: yeah, this is the football player I've come to know and love over my time reading action.
1: Yeah, it's just a total uh, John Travolta look, basically. Um, so Lefty goes out to prove himself, but he goes for a shot with his right foot and has a massive pain in his shoe or, or, or in his foot. Because um, there's something in there that's basically just chewing up his toes and stuff. It makes it really tough to do anything with his right foot.
2: I see what you did there. Doing my best.
1: (laughs) I I think he says that too, for the record. So it's a, it's a. We're we're both making the jokes here. (laughs) (laughs) so because of that um lefty can only do stuff with his left which makes him look really one-dimensional essentially uh he like makes a move but it ends up like and then also all of his moves end up being like basically kill-stealed by by smythe who like you know scores a goal off of uh lefty's like shot and stuff um,
2: yeah, it, just, it seems to be move up and down the field and be in the way of the shots bouncing into the goal. Right. Well, yeah, just
1: <laughs> at enough of an angle that when the when the shots bounce off him, he'll be able to score essentially. <laughs> a-
2: he yeah. is also it is his greatest strength and his greatest weakness. We'll totally. find out later.
1: Yeah, but, so uh, Sid scores two points and it, it, it looks really good for hi- for him. And they go off on the side. Lefty hits the sidelines and finds out that his grandpa's dentures were in his shoe. Oh man!
2: What a biting disappointment. Uh,
1: totally. Lefty's let go and S- and Smith gets the job, or maybe it's Smith. I don't know. It's got a Y. It's Smith with a Y and an E, so I'm not sure. I um, like
2: Smythe. It makes him sound snootier and like I, more annoying.
1: I really agree. Like that's a good like. <laughs> S- Sid Smythe is a way more of an asshole name than Sid Smith is he, for he, sure. Exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, we we have to say it that way just yeah. because of the character he's presented as.
1: Okay, good. I I appreciate this cosign quite a bit, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> lefties let go and Smythe gets the job. Dang it. His uh, chances with Birmingham City is scuttled, so he heads over to the much lower class Wigford Rovers, where those girls with the short hair that, like the Bay City Rollers from last time, prepare to haze him. (laughs) <laughs> Angie, Oh good fun. Yeah, totally. Angie the brunette says the rover's practice is over, and she's the coach's daughter, so she should know. And instead, sends Lefty over to play with some dudes from the uh, Coley Wanderers nearby, as their friend, as she and her friends are like, put their hands up to their mouths and laugh and stuff um lefty goes over really to- nothing going on here yeah no that's not obvious people playing a prank on me uh lefty lefty goes to play with them the players agree to let him after some initial skepticism they're playing pretty hard though lefty nutmegs this jerk named jarvis and is fouled in the back for his trouble but he keeps playing smashing jarvis in the face with a with a shot and then scoring a goal off the rebound which is a pretty awesome move frankly um uh,
0: Double uh,
2: tap.
1: Totally. The coach shows up, and it turns out that Lefty has been playing against the actual, like, pro Wigford Rovers team. Whoa. Uh, uh, Boker, the coach, recruits Lefty then and there. Good times. Lefty, it seems, owes Angie a favor for him getting this uh, role on the team. So why not take her out to the Flicks tomorrow? (laughs) Woo! Lefty returns home to find their junk shop has been robbed and Gramps has been smashed on homemade potato wine. That is,
2: Uh, oh man, (laughs) lot of (laughs) wordplay.
1: Loving this (laughs) wordplay.
2: This this grandpa seems like he like why is this man running a shop i guess is my he seems like he's not my a, question. yeah he's neither
1: like, a good businessman nor really a very good guardian for lefty like for god's like he sake he needs you know? a guardian
2: like yeah. he need like yeah, he
1: exactly. needs someone to, to take
2: care of him totally <laughs> <laughs> all right so this kid's just like running around trying to get a soccer team like look out yeah. for his grandpa sometimes yeah, uh, like he's, he's I don't
1: li- know. He's living a hard life. Um, <laughs> Lefty sobers his granddad up and forges his name onto the onto the soccer recruitment form. <laughs> Later, he accuses Sid Smythe of robbing the store. Just basically, like his granddad got totally sloshed, and so Sid came in there and took the money from the till. But Sid laughs him off and says, Ah, oh, but look at all this money I already had! Which doesn't seem like a good way of refuting the fact that you stole from someone else, I guess. Uh, right. <laughs> both Sid and Lefty have been added to their school's team for the cup matchup tonight. And uh, Lucky Lampton is pretty steamed about this whole situation. Pre-game, he tries to give some advice, but Sid, like, shouts him down, like, Oh, I'm in charge of this team! Um... <laughs> And the I mean game, to be fair,
2: his advice seemed to be don't fuck it up.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's fair too. Um, <laughs> the game begins and uh the Saint Bart's team is laying it on pretty rough. So much for Saints. Uh later at a free kick, Lefty's mighty shot karams off the player's form in a wall and straight into Sid's head, which scores a goal and like Sid gets a concussion out of it, I'm pretty sure. But anyhow
0: um, Hey, but you gotta go out of it. Yeah, yeah, it's not all right. Right.
2: Go Sid, you're a hero.
1: That's right. Listen. This is the 70s, buddy. Like, no one cares about that stuff. Later, Lefty is surrounded by defenders and sends another pass out to Sid, which he scores on again. So Skid scored two off of Lefty's passes, I guess four career-wide, and he's feeling pretty good about it when Lefty... Yeah, off his lousy passes, he says. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta disparage (laughs) your opponents, you know?
2: Um, The person making you look good? Yeah, better talk down to him. (laughs)
1: Always. Listen, you you gotta bury the help. That's what we learned this episode as well. (laughs) (laughs) so lefty challenges him he'll bet 10 quid he can score more goals than sid this game even though sid's already scored two they shake but lefty seems very confident three goals to score can lefty do it find out
2: next time i mean considering those two came off of lefty literally just bouncing it off of him into the goal
1: yeah he's got a a
2: solid shot
1: I like his chances, absolutely. Plus, it just seems like his left foot is like literally a cannon, like you know, right? It seems like I can definitely hear like it's got like wind up and boom noises when he hits it. It's got some like (laughs) sci-fi sound effects, you know.
2: It's just straight up anime at this point. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Listen, it's uh, yeah, crazy sports movie stuff. And speaking of dangerous movie making, it's story seven: The Running Man.
2: USA, USA. It's a giant flag here.
1: Gotta do, we we, we got to do more of these USA chants, Jason. I'm really enjoying this.
2: Um. I mean, they're finally giving us the opportunity. Like I said, it really opens up in these three. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so written by steve mcmanus art by lalia a delirious mike carter has been tricked into hang gliding on a movie set but is about to crash into a nearby mountain luckily he's so delirious that in fact he saves himself by just unbuckling from the hang glider and fallen right into a into a river below him
2: it's ridiculous listen he he believes he can fly oh. in fact he thinks he can touch the sky
1: i'm not co-signing this reference at all that's not cool <laughs> um <laughs> the director mcintyre wants to keep filming just watching this guy get killed and we'll put that in the movie it'll be awesome
2: <laughs> right <laughs> Which oh, I don't... Just, a, just about the last shot i need perfect
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> it just keeps going um uh, but um Benson, the film star, disagrees and demands that Mike be saved. When McIntyre refuses, Benson jumps in to save him himself. The, Even better shot. Yeah, the two are saved and Benson punching McIntyre in the face. But, ah, film is complete. I got all I need. I'm leaving the country with this movie. Uh, Benson, because it's filming's done, tries to help Mike. He's going to take him to a head shrinker in New York City because he's got amnesia from the heat stroke and stuff. But
2: Drive all the way to New York City? Aren't they, like... Aren't they out the desert Because they went down as like was like Arizona, New Mexico last time. Yeah, like so like near SoCal or like
1: yeah, they're like in Arizona or, or I guess Nevada. Now that I'm thinking about it,
2: Nevada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or
1: like they're they're in like the Four Corners for sure. That's what I think it is. Um, and he
2: decides to drive him to New York.
1: Yeah, I mean that's where he knows where a psychiatrist is. I guess maybe this guy specializes in amnesia. Like he only treats like the cast members of Gilligan's Island or Islanders. <laughs> 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 um but but as they're driving benson puts on the radio and the dj is named san francisco and he starts playing the song route 66 and that reminds mike that there's a highway that exists and that he has to get to san francisco so he bails out of benson's car and hops aboard a westbound fruit truck hopefully by the time he arrives he'll remember why he's going there
2: and like I'm, okay. yeah go ahead <laughs> also well, I was thinking for one I thought we sent the fruit trucks out of California like,
1: well it's an empty fruit truck so it's coming back to get ah, more, it's fruit, coming back right? more. Yeah. Ah, gotcha. but I think also like if it like I feel like he could have talked Benson into driving to in San Francisco pretty easily like oh this, yeah this movie stars at loose ends and seemed like he's up for an adventure he was about to drive from the desert to New York New York the desert to San Francisco seems like half the trip you know
2: right it's much easier yeah no he's like he's been yelling at him I just want to help you just tell me what you yeah. need yeah so he <laughs> he's down- like no gotta yeah. go <laughs> just
1: downgrades from movie star sports car to empty fruit truck
2: yeah like this whole like Mike Carter delirious thing is just like gets it's kind of weird it's, it's very it's, weird yeah he's making he's making like he goes from being this hyper competent managing to like get himself out of like weird sorts of trouble that no one should be able to get out of to just making some awfully questionable decisions yeah like I repeatedly, think, and like maybe just con- like well, it's not it's not a concussion. Like he's just it's like heat stroke.
1: It's just movie amnesia, or yes, or something like yeah. That. I think it's. It does do a good job of like, I feel like there might have been a point where they were like, all right, Steve, like, you know, who's writing this story? Like, we want some beats in this story, you know, Mm -hmm. like the hang gliding or the casino thing or something like that. They're like, all right, well, how do I get this guy in there? Oh, like, you know, amnesia will like sort of help him dawdle a little bit more than he might have had to in the past, you know? Um, mm-hmm. As we see in this case, Mike finds himself in Las Vegas and decides to give gambling a bit of a go. He's right. actually just like with pool. He's intensely good at gambling. He uh, w- hits what big. Money? I don't. Maybe he had like just like like they paid him a stipend like for the for the stuntman work or something. I don't know. I don't.
2: I do not see that dude uh, that director paying him anything for. That's,
1: that's true. Yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was just like he had, there was some change rattling around that he drove a couple episodes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he just
1: like took it out of, he just took it out of the ashtray in the, in, the, in the uh in the box yeah or like the actor like just gave it him like some bucks probably,
2: for yeah the, helped for, him out
1: for the trip or something but right. he wins a bunch of the slot machine when suddenly crazy luigi shows up all right uh mike runs and when he's threatened by a gangster he uses his his winnings as some makeshift brass knuckles which is pretty (laughs) awesome it's the it's the coin version of that key fist that you see a lot in like um self-defense uh 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 things
2: Hey, man, oh. those silver dollars can be pretty heavy. It's true. Those, he he- those, like, those tokens can, uh, they can pack a wallop. They definitely
1: do. This guy's gigantic, and he takes him right down. <laughs> Mike heads to the street as the mobsters give chase in a car. He uses a flagpole and some like advanced gymnastics to cause them <laughs> to crash. Um, Mike fights several of them, eventually going onto the back of a truck, and like kicks one guy off that guy gets like chewed up in the, under the tires of a passing motorist and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Um but anyhow it's down to just Mike and Luigi himself and he but he's lost him and Mike tries to like outthink Luigi by staying in Vegas. And, Brilliant plant.
2: Yeah. Gambling more. Once again yeah.
1: goes and starts gambling, he goes to to play roulette and starts winning there as well. But then crazy Luigi walks in.
2: Yeah, so I'll hide with him by making myself highly visible.
1: Well, he knows he can't kill him inside the casino, but Luigi shows up with a thousand bucks in chips. Like, he's just gonna <laughs> wait till Mike busts out, and then he can, he'll just get him when he get, gets kicked out by the c- casino goons. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately Mike's doing real well at roulette. He's just betting numbers and they're hitting somehow, which is like, wow, like that's that is really lucky.
2: He's um, betting 13, right? My lucky number. Seriously.
1: Um yeah, he he gets we see him win uh, $4,500. Um, and it's going well until suddenly Luigi's like, ah, oh, Vito Scarlatti. And that like distracts, uh, uh, Mike. And so he leaves his bed on a table. There's no way 13 could hit again, but then it does. And he's $150,000. Whoa.
2: He's still in my lucky number. That's, yeah. my, that's my thing.
1: Stole it from. Nah, man, listen, I, I mean, I don't want to get technical, but he is making these bets before you were born. So. <laughs>
2: Like, I mean, it was predestined for me. Like, that's my name. That's uh, where I'm at. Fair enough. It's Jason's number. <laughs> I'm sure some Jason had it before him. All I'm saying is no, that's, he's, he's horny in a Jason territory.
1: To- oh, yeah. Listen. Listen, Mike. Mike's Mike's are Mike's and Jason's <laughs> are Jason's and never the Chwain shall meet. Um. <laughs> so mike goes to get out of there he like has them like just like hey buy me a car and i'll meet it out front basically um i mean he, somebody
2: volunteered immediately yeah. like he just mentioned he needed a car and somebody's like i'll go get that right now see
1: i <clears> mean <throat> listen like in 1976 dollars i feel like someone who's 100 like it's like someone won like a million bucks at a casino you know at that point yeah, they just start, so welcome to
2: the rich life and try to get yeah, them champagne
1: they just start freaking <laughs> like start comping everything for him it's good times <laughs> Um he goes to leave crazy Luigi. I mean he goes crazy I guess which seems like it's in his uh in his skill set. Um Yeah. He, he cuts off one dude's hand at the casino and just stands on the casino floor screaming for blood, which is awesome.
2: <laughs> he literally just gets up and yells blood, right?
1: am <laughs> yes. I I say what's true, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mike distracts him, like oh I'm the one you want, and then runs out to the car that he has bought. Luigi murderously steals a taxi. Like I feel like he just was like pulling, like he kills like five people in the course of taking this taxi. Like more people than were in the taxi. I feel like. Um, yeah, just on
2: the way. Yeah, <laughs> and and
1: it's car chase time. It's real awesome. They're just driving on the highway, and like Luigi pulls up behind Mike and just starts banging on the on the driver's side window with his axe like cutting it with DevC. like them driving yeah. with like Mike way lee, way over to the side to avoid the axe and Luigi also leaning over to that side as right. he like smashes the thing with his hatchet it's awesome
2: like they're both sitting in the passenger seat,
0: seat but right. driving <laughs> it's
1: really good <laughs> oh man I, I love this image of this is such a, an amazing cliffhanger image for the end of this one just like how is Mike going to deal with this crazy killer guys
2: yeah we'll like find- we're just staring both an axe and a car into the car he's trying to drive right now that's a lot of edits. this guy <laughs> has a laser
1: focus on the task at hand I think we can all agree on that <laughs> anyhow we'll find out if Mike is able to shake off the crazy killer next time and speaking of crazy killers oh yeah story 8 hookjaw
2: guess who's back Mm. my favorite friend
1: yeah absolutely yeah i'm so the real sharky trees. yeah i'm the real sharky all you other hook sharkies are just imitating um anyhow <laughs> will the real hook hookjaw please stand up um yeah writer pat mills artist roman sola hookjaw is back oh yeah so good. bigger
0: and
2: better than ever.
1: Absolutely, yeah, definitely gigantic. Um, we're we're starting the color pages. Rick Mason, the sole human survivor of the first Hook Jaw, uh, several sharks survived to the end. Also, um, is working <laughs> at a resort in the Gulf of Mexico doing publicity for some pari-water skiing kind of thing. The place is called El Salvados, Paradise Island, and is run by the clearly evil Doctor Gelder.
2: So evil. We get to, like, so, like, all of the, I guess, racism that didn't show up in Blackjack. Shows up now.
1: Oh yeah. Here at Hookshaw. <laughs> Can't stress it enough. Yeah. <laughs> As Mason heads into the water offers his paraski, there's a native fishing boat underneath him and Mason barely avoids it. And yeah, the natives just talking like slave talk, I guess is the best way to say it. Like they, they call, call him Master Rick. Like that's tough. Like let's, got, you know, this is tough stuff, guys.
2: <laughs> um, but it's, then like also the way they're treated, like he's, the this this the clearly evil dude is sending goons out after them, and they're like, and Mason's just like, hey, this this seems rat, this seems bad, Why, like this isn't good, right? And they're like, oh, we're not bothered. Yeah.
0: Just,
2: we've like, been relegated to a tiny corner of our own island. It's all fine.
1: <laughs> I mean, I do appreciate them at least making the effort of Mason like feeling bad for these guys. You know, like it's hard I, to tell what is like. I mean, it's it, it, it's one of these things, all right, where like. There's a balance between not wanting to judge these guys from what's what's reasonable in 2018 versus what's reasonable Mm -hmm. in 1976, you know? But Mm -hmm. so like where like maybe through the lens of 1976, like Rick being reasonably kind to these incredibly huge stereotypical caricatures is like cool, you know? but counterpoint this is real goddamn racist
2: (laughs) i mean also we've met rick before this is the guy that kept saying things were bad but then continued to do things that supported those bad things occurring oh yeah So like we've seen rick's character before he's quick to point out things that are not right and he's never quick to actually like fix them.
1: I mean, we definitely, so, we definitely do yeah.
2: get the scene
1: later, and later, I think next issue where he reflects he's actually got things pretty good in life. Or no, in this mm-hmm. issue we like, oh, this is a pretty good gig. So like, the <laughs> fact that like the natives are being mistreated is not making him think like, oh, maybe I shouldn't take I shouldn't take this job, you know? Or no, anything this like is that. the life. This yeah. truly
2: is Paradise Island. Hopefully, nothing could possibly go wrong to make this less of a paradise for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck you, collaborator. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's all this stuff. Mason feels bad for the natives, not enough to do anything about it. Doctor Gelder's super evil to the point of having like a twirlable mustache and stuff. Um, Mason kind of storms oh, yeah. storms off and bumps into these two kids fighting. One's like kind of a rich kid, and one's his poor friend that he's a real uh, jerk to all the time.
2: <laughs> he meets them because this kid's getting punched in the face by his. Quote, unquote, Fred. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and they sort of say like, whoa, you're Mason, right? Didn't you fight Hookjaw? And he's like, yeah, check out my gigantic shark scar on my chest. i like, well, that's pretty awesome, though. My dad said if you were actually in here, you would have killed Hookjaw, just saying. And he's like... And Mason, like, does not break the fourth wall enough to say, actually, Hookjaw was the hero, but whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Like, he's kind of got a point. Like, basically could have did a lot more than he did. Like, he kind of just went along with the other evil guy schemes, so. <laughs>
1: it's fair. Like, um,
2: I know this kid's supposed to be an asshole, but I'm kind of like, that's right, kid. Call him out. <laughs>
1: I mean, I feel bad for him just because he's about to die horribly.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing, is that this, like, based on this kid's comments, like, I basically named these kids Snack 1 and Snack 2. Oh my
1: god, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, so that night at the big barbecue, Rick reflects that his life is good, because he's far away from Hookjaw. Naturally, then, those jerk kids decide to do some night sailing when their boat seems to hit a reef, and buddy, it's Hookjaw. Jaw. <laughs> <laughs> he he eats the poor kid whole and then rick hears the cries of the rich kid and everybody's like ah he's just being a whiner crying wolf just ignore him blah 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 um it's real good man oh my god
2: on the on the flip side that makes me think that this kid has done exactly this in the past S- maybe
1: so, yeah maybe so I, I
2: think this kid has cried wolf and yeah he- oh shark I guess in this case and that's why everybody's like no no he he literally does that all the time
1: yeah well now he's crying no legs because Hookjaw's just bitten them off from below the knee and there's this really ah this arresting picture of this kid swimming through the water with just these huge rivers of blood coming off of his Mm -hmm. you know of his leg stumps basically oh my god it's so amazing and terrifying it's awesome
2: yeah, you um, can see all the ribbons, like a counterpoint against the white of the shark. So, like, yeah. it's, like just the way to separate from the water. So, yeah, it's just real good. Streams, streams of blood coming yeah, off
1: from like, it's, in, like for his teeth. It's really chilling and stuff. It's really great, mm-hmm. just in terms of this kid getting like full and eaten by this shark, which makes me a terrible person. Like, I admit it, but it's still real cool.
2: <laughs> I mean, as far as understanding, like, I mean, like, I think it is like looking at what they're evoking with the art, like, mm-hmm. it's. Truly, like, it makes this, like, I mean, yeah, a kid getting eaten by a shark is horrific, but the way that this is, like, being portrayed, like, the true horror of this yeah. moment, like, the no, horror of this mean, kid is feeling, especially with the counterpoint of adults being like, "Ah, eh, it's just party, yeah. don't worry about that kid. Like, it, it's, like, yeah, it's another, I, I it's a re- like, the, the, yeah.
1: It's a great juxtaposition that, that area, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's real Absolutely. great. Yeah, yeah. This kid gets chomped as everybody ignores his cry for help. It's real good. The next day his distraught parents find the boat he was on covered in teeth marks and all <laughs> destroyed and stuff. Um naturally, with um giant shark bites all over this boat and two missing kids. Dr. Gelder reacts to the news calmly. Um, nah man, he uh <laughs> He has the native that found the boat beaten and swears yeah. everybody to secrecy about the tooth marks.
2: Uh, yeah, these damn natives are just trying to stir up some trouble and scare people off of my island. Killing
1: uh. kids, faking teeth marks. I know what they're like.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and again, yeah, they really lean in on how evil this dude is. <laughs> yeah.
1: And we learn that it can't be sharks because this whole place is surrounded by a giant reef that that sharks can't pass which might as well just mean this place f- <laughs> the map which might as well just say this place is full of deadly sharks <laughs> right, yeah.
2: but uh credits to, credits to Rick he does punch a guy to stop the native beating like yeah. he actually gets involved for once instead of just standing off to the side and being like hey that's not okay so
1: yeah pl- uh, and then uh, hook is able to jump over the reef at high tide on a wave <laughs> like real cool stuff yeah at a luxury aqua bar out in the middle of the surf. Um a pair of guys just sort of boozing. When hookjaw strikes, he takes out both patrons at the bar itself as he jumps out of the water, which look also looks really cool.
2: There's a whole lot of people not believing each other in this Yeah, a lot of people in not this, believing this, this, H- this series. Like,
1: a lot of people not believing um Hookjaw exists mid hookjaw attack.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like, not being a baby as you get dragged under the water and then, like, don't come resurface.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's
2: not blood. That's just his booze got spilled. He's just acting out. Like, Why? why there's no, like, no air bubbles or anything. What are you worried about?
1: Look at this guy getting eaten <laughs> eaten by a shark and complaining about it like a baby. And then yeah. I, oh, I've been eaten too. Oh, jeez, Don't believe me.
2: <laughs> right. Like, it's just such a w- weird series of events where, like, no one seems to be willing to believe anyone else when they say I need help.
1: It's real good times. Uh, so Hookjaw eats them all. It's real awesome. Rick arrives in time to save the bartender with a broken bottle, hitting Hookjaw in the gills, which seem to be his weak point. The bartender's saved, but Rick is sworn to secrecy. Hookjaw is back. Next time, Silent Death terrorizes Paradise Island.
2: Rick remains complicit, uh, not listed. But
1: I gotta say, I have man, a feeling. I'm so excited for my hero, Hookjaw, to kill all these evil humans. Very stoked about it.
2: (laughs) I mean, if there is a place that I'd want Hookjaw to strike, it does seem to be this island.
1: Man, I wish Hookjaw was my dad, for real. Anyhow, (laughs) um, Jason, oh man, we finished issues 13 to 15 of Action. We're getting real into the depths of Action now. I think there's only one more real story that's going to... Be in this comic that's going to premiere before things start getting bad. Um, we've, you know, it's got Death Game, got my Hooked jaw back. We're looking out for Lefty, all that stuff. It's real good yeah. times. And thus, I have only one question to ask you, which were: what were your top and bottom stories?
2: Oh, okay. So top for me is a tough one this time because there's two stories that are really intriguing to me. So I think the, the top for me, I'm really going to give it to Death Game 1999 this time. Nice. As- as I said, like, I think it's taking some of the elements that I was like, some of the things that I really saw potential for in some of the previous stories that have ended now and like put it in a setting that I, I, can, I can really like buy into, like it's kind of just kind of craziness. So like this mix of like just some of the crazy over the top action that we really enjoy seeing like Hookjaw and Dredger and, and stuff like that. But like getting to dive into some of the character stuff that doesn't, I think get, it's developed as much in those stories as they mm-hmm. do in some of the sports stories. So I'm kind of excited to see those things get mashed up, and I want to see how that comes turns out. But uh, man, it was really hard choosing that overlookout out for Lefty. I'm really like just having fun with that character and this like his this kind of these hard circumstances he's. Yeah, but like this happy-go-lucky attitude he seems to carry through it, where he's just kind of like breezing through, like, yeah, screw it, I've been through a lot of challenges, let's take that on. Yeah, he
1: definitely (laughs) seems very positive, despite the fact that he's just gotten so many obstacles thrown in his way constantly. Like, that's real inspiring, almost, (laughs) you know?
2: So like it was real hard choosing that out, but like like I said, the potential for Death Game nineteen ninety nine and the way it pulls together some of my favorite elements across other stories, Mm -hmm. I think is what's really got me hyped up, and I'm really curious to see where that goes. Nice. And then um, for bottom, um, I uh, oddly enough, I I, kind of have to go with blackjack. Um, Mm -hmm. This, like I said, like everything that I felt like this character kind of stood up for early on, and all of like like the the kind of directions that were being chosen, telling me like the kind of like the defining qualities for this character. Like mm-hmm. so many of those things seem to be like just like have been left behind, and like it's just gotten to this weird, dark like race for like glory ahead yeah. of my death kind of thing. Mm. Like that I didn't think that that was what the character was about early on. <clears throat>
1: yeah, that makes and, like, sense. So he's, com-
2: he's committing crimes to yeah. like stay in the boxing game. Like before, like he's like he's condemned so many people for like like you know. Like, like, taking like short having cuts like or a something strong, like that, yeah. yeah. Not having like strong moral fiber, and now this, and I'm just like, uh, that's not my blackjack.
1: Yeah, that's interesting so, for sure.
2: How about you, my friend?
1: Oh man, so I, th- I think I'm going to agree with you for my bottom. Uh, for blackjack, um, it does feel like. Yeah, like, I mean, I feel like there was always that ambition to be, like, the champ for Blackjack and stuff like that. Like, that's definitely, has been part of him. It hasn't just been, like, it was the kids that, like, got him back into boxing. But then he definitely was, like, all right, now I'm back in, so I'm going to try to be the champ and stuff. But I do agree that, like, you know, we just had, um, like, last, or either last, I think last episode was when, um, like, Solly got kidnapped and stuff. And they, like, cut his finger off. Yep. Um And so to go from that to like breaking into places, um, beating up guards and like literally cheating, you know, on yep. the eye test and stuff. Yeah, I agree that it feels weirdly out of character and like a and like, yeah, like it's it's meant it's it's made Blackjack's quest sort of change from something he'd like to do to like this obsession that he's willing to trade a lot of things that were once important to him for. And that you know, and that's interesting, but like it just sort of comes out of nowhere and it definitely seems like mm-hmm. that's not the story they're trying to tell. Like it yeah. doesn't seem like they want us to see Blackjack as this conflicted anti hero, but still right. as sort of. The white knight that he's been previously, and so it just it 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 falls weird on the ear. It sort of doesn't work that great.
2: Like I can understand like the whole idea of this supposed to be that like he's willing to make personal sacrifices for this, but like like yeah, knocking out guards doesn't like resonate well with.
1: Yeah. And then and then cheating on the test, too. I mean, he sort of avoided doctors by in other ways, but it's mostly Mm -hmm. been through like, you know, maybe like a sneakiness of like, oh, like, actually, I I went to that doctor. So he's like, you know, bound by confidentiality or something, as opposed to just straight up stealing the eye test and, and faking it, you know? yeah but yeah so that's my bottom uh for my top buddy it's hookjaw
0: <laughs> <laughs> like <Of course. laughs> there were only there were only
1: two episodes of it but uh just to, he hook just came roaring back and it's always my favorite um and uh, like i said again like the um that image of that kid with his, with his legs bitten off just sends a shiver down my spine and really like has stuck with me. Like from when I first read these comics, maybe like six months ago or something. Um, and so. I gotta you know, I'm, I, I promise I'm not gonna always give Hookjaw my top, but for it to come back (laughs) here and to really grab me like this, I gotta do it through this time. I just love this story so much. And so I'm so glad as we get more into it and we're restarting it, you know, those times without Hookjaw were fine, but it was also kind of like, well, this was good, but you know. I mean, it it could add some Hook Jaw in it. That's what I'm trying to say, you know.
0: Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got mean,
2: to um, I got to give props to Hook Jaw. It's consistently been some of the most like, uh, like evocative and like, it's, like just emotion tugging like art that I think compared I mean, to some yeah. of these. It's. I mean, that's why it's they put, definitely yeah. set up some some really crazy scenes of just like i really agree striking
1: yeah and i know they know that too that's why they've got it in the middle with with the color and stuff like that that really like brings it out and stuff oh i just love it so much so excited for more shark murder oh it's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right all right anyhow i hope everybody enjoyed the show feel free to contact us at space spinner 2000 at gmail.com the 2080 forums or our facebook instagram or twitter pages on twitter at space 2k everything else space 2000 you'll find us there come back next time as the as the grudge war intensifies the running man meets his face sake hammer force is destroyed dredger uh, spends time in the air Taggart joins the death gate. Things look bad for Lefty. Blackjack is having trouble looking at all. And Hookjaw destroys like four boats and eats a dude that's boogie boarding.
2: (laughs) Those all sound like fair summaries of these comics. I mean, you know,
1: sometimes it's less the specifics and more just sort of what we're doing, which is continuing as we go.
2: Um, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, me too. Until then, I'm Conrad there, Jason, and we are Space Spinner Reaction Splendid Birth Rig.